guys, and welcome back to Parent Q Live. Carlos Whitaker hanging out with Cristina IV. Back in the studio again. Back in the studio again. Back in the studio again for another episode of Parent Q Live. Um, today on the podcast, we are going to be honing in on what, Cristina? On everyone's favorite season of life, we're yeah. going to be talking about the middle years, oh. the tween years, oh. the years when you're 11, 12, oh. 13. Yeah. I mean, are these not your favorite memories of life? They, well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. If I rewind back to those days, for me, that would be, let's see, 1987, 19, I mean, quite possibly the greatest decade of, of, that, of that century. And so um, I, I have great memories from sixth, seventh, eighth grade. These years, if you're parenting a fourth grader, fifth grader, sixth grader, seventh grader, eighth grader, somewhere in the middle school yeah. years or middle school zone, this probably brings back great memories for yeah. you yeah. Um, of those years in your own life. And so I just thought it'd be fun for us to kind of go back in time, travel back to when we were boop, 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 boop. in those years. <laughs> that was my going back in time sound effect. So in case you guys didn't know, you should be back in time now that you've heard that. Um, <laughs> let, let, let me tell you what I remember a little bit about those that, those years. Um, I had I had the Gary Coleman afro. So I had it was basically two afros on my head parted down the side that my mom would, would part. So <laughs> I'm you, picturing that yeah, right yeah, now. You, you just remember the Gary Coleman afro. Um, a little, little one. And then it was, it was filled with, you know, I used to watch Knight Rider. I mean, it was, um, the show, the facts of life. I don't know if you guys remember, it was like, I, actually, I don't even remember the premise of the show, but there was just a lot of teen girls on it. And I was just beginning to be like, oh, wow, this is a great show. Um, <laughs> and, and, and also I, I want to show you a picture of myself when, when oh, I, was I cannot in, wait in this, in I can't, this, I'm already picturing this hair. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, um, the Gary Coleman Afro uh, is not in this picture, but, uh, but there is a lot of hair because okay. I don't have any. So the <laughs> listeners know I don't have any hair right now. This may be the first time you've ever seen me with hair. Okay. I would like you to, to describe the photo you're about to see of me when I was 13 years old. Here we go. Bam. Yes. What do we oh got? my goodness. The light show going yes. on behind you with lasers, lasers. crisscrossing in pink and do, blue. Do you guys remember the laser shots? They were called laser shots. La- Did that happen at the same time as Glamour Shots? Yes, I think right around the same time. Okay, so laser shots going on in the background. Uh And then Carlos, you... I mean, there's no tats, there's, there's no none. beard. You're no. so clean shaven and preppy, oh, like yes. you just walked off of Saved by the Bell. Oh, yes. I mean, Please move I, over, Mario Lopez. Carlos Whitaker is in the house. Yes. They should have known. I know. And I, I, have, I have my fingers on my on my chin, uh, kind of like tilting in my head a little. resting kind of. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool yeah. resting. Gosh, man, when, when things were so um, just peaceful and tranquil in my life back in these days. Um, <laughs> hey. You're a how cool middle you? schooler. Yeah, oh. yeah. How about you? Can we, can we can we talk about you in middle school for a minute? I mean, middle school is a little bit awkward, Carlos. Okay. Why? So, I don't know why. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I I do have a picture of me here from the sixth grade, but unlike your school shot where yeah. it's just a straight on, you're going to have to do a little searching. So oh, I'm gonna, love it. I'm going to turn this photo around for you. This turn is it around? My sixth grade class trip oh. to Washington, D.C. Oh, were you a patrol or something? I was a safety <gasps> patrol. Oh, you were. This is the safety patrol <laughs> okay, picture. Okay, I, We're so <laughs> on the same vibe length right now. Let's see this. Okay. This is the safety patrol picture. And so I want you to see if you can find me. I got you. I got you. Uh, in my class trip picture. Okay. So um, I'm looking at, first of all, it's a black and white picture, which is, were you raised in the 1950s? <laughs> How old are you? Um and I'm going to find you. I'm searching. We've got lots of long uh, sweaters. Um, we've got lots of... I, I'm, I'm only going to assume that you are the tiniest girl on the far left. 
tiniest one on the far left. Yes. That's you were me. in sixth grade? I was in the sixth grade. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that, that is so cute because you were so <laughs> small. I mean, compared to some of these other girls, you're, you're to their waist. Yeah. yeah. The sad part of being, about being in the sixth grade at that time is yeah. people would think I was the teacher's kid. Oh, yeah. Like getting invited to the class trip with all these other kids. It is not good to be an 11-year-old that <laughs> looks like you're seven. You know what? So if you have an 11-year-old that looks like they're seven, just know that one day they too can host the Parent Q Live podcast <laughs> and grow up to be just like you. M- middle school, we're, 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 we're going to be talking about that kind of season uh, in life this episode. Who are we going to be talking to? We're going to be talking to Jeff Henderson, and it's going to be so exciting to have Jeff on the podcast. He is the senior pastor, senior leader of Gwinnett Church, um, co-founder of that church. Before he was at Gwinnett Church, he was leading Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Can I interject? Because when he was leading Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia, I actually worked for Jeff Henderson. Uh, he was my boss. I was, I was, I worked at Buckhead. He was my boss. He's actually the one that hired me from California. So um, I've worked closely with Jeff. He's one of my favorite human beings. I tell people all the time, if I ever had to work for somebody again, because I don't work for anybody right now. I work for myself. Well, I guess I kind of work for a lot of people on different levels, but I don't have a job job. If I had to get a job again, Jeff Henderson would be the man that I work for. He's such an incredible leader. He is an incredible leader and incredible. I mean, when you just listen to the way that he guides and, and his team, um, I'm always inspired anytime I get a chance to talk to Jeff. Before that, he was a marketing executive at Chick-fil-A. Yes. And so he's coming here, though, not to talk about leadership, not to talk about marketing or business or many of the areas where he really is an expert in his field of study, but to talk about parenting. And specifically, he's going to get really, really focused today on parenting in the middle school phases, a son. So what does it look like when you're raising a son, um, when they hit that 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old phase of life, and why does that really matter? What can happen in those years if you're raising a son? And so if you don't have a son in those years yet, but you will someday, we're excited for you to already start thinking about this. I love looking ahead at this phase of life. If you've got a kid in this zone, I would encourage you to really, really pay attention to what Jeff has to say, because it's so meaningful and impactful. Let's go right into this conversation with Jeff Henderson. Jeff, thank you so much for being here with us today. Kristen, it's great to see you. Always great to be back here. I'm excited about this conversation because we're going to talk about some things that are really specific. One, we're talking specifically about parenting boys, young men, and in the middle school phase. The middle school phase, that's right. So it's, it's an interesting phase for sure. Absolutely. Now, what? Why would we talk about this? What makes the middle school years such a critical or important time in a young man's life? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, as you well know, this is a very critical time in their lives, but even more so because as researchers look at the world nowadays, boys and girls at this age are just growing up faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are being given the world through technology. And I certainly didn't have that growing up. And you didn't have it growing up to some extent. And so, because I think you're like 70 years younger than me. So <laughs> so now we're giving them the world and they're just growing up. They're experiencing things. They're seeing things. And it's just, so when I was growing up, 
it was like 17, 18, 19. Now it's 11, 12, 13. Right. And that's a little scary when you think about that. Right. You learn information mostly from your friends that have older brothers or sisters. Right. 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 <laughs> that was how it kind of used to go. Yeah. And now you can learn it right straight from Google and anybody that has access to Google. In social media, right. interacting. And so it's, and I'm not being, I'm not the technology police by any means, but I'm just saying it is what it is. So there's that part of it. Then there's the part of the parent. Because you, you, I feel like when I entered this stage, I felt a little like I did when I came home from the hospital mm-hmm. with my firstborn. And I remember when my parents and Wendy's parents were leaving and they said, okay, we'll see you later. And I thought, no, 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 don't, don't go anywhere. We have no <laughs> idea what we're doing. And it wasn't like they were getting on a plane. They actually lived next door. All right. So that's, I could, if something did happen, I could just go, hey, can y'all come over and help us? So, but there's this tension now of going, oh no, there's, there might be a little bit of an attitude with the kids. They're entering, entering into the teenage years. You've got technology and hormones and all this stuff. So the parent is the one also that's going, what do we do? I need some help. So it's a, now I make it look bleak and terrible. It's actually a wonderful opportunity, but you have to seize the opportunity. I love that you lean into opportunity because that's something we love to talk about all the time with the phases of a person's life. Mm-hmm. We say that every phase has distinctive opportunities. That's these these markers that are unique in a phase of life. And oftentimes when we do think about middle school years, we don't think of opportunity. We don't think about um, those things. It is a kind of uh, scary time. Even as a parent, as a mom, I think I just kind of hope my kids just don't get there. You know? <laughs> That's right. I like that they're, you know, almost six and almost eight and they have a sweetness to them. And there's a little anxiety in my own heart as I think about those years of what will happen, what's to come. Um, but it's also comes alongside of opportunity. What are the opportunities uh, in the middle school years? Well, the, the role of a parent's changing. And, uh, you know, the, the, the child is changing and their, their brain is changing, their body is changing. And there's, it's just a very difficult season in a sense of just life for them. And they go from being cuddly to curmudgeons sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so that's not a, not a criticism. It's just you, your role is changing. And so you're also changing from caretaker to coach. The, the parenting role is starting to change a little bit. and But you still have the coolness factor a little bit. Um, I think the coolness factor goes away in the high school years, you know, <laughs> but you've still got a, uh, you've got more authority as a parent in the, in this, I mean, you can still be the authority as a high right. schooler, but th- they can roll the eyes and all that kind of stuff. But there's just, you, you, you're losing a little bit of the cool factor, but you still have a lot of the credibility factor. Mm. And so if a parent just um, lets this phase slip on by, then I think they'll see it show up in the high school years. Mm. And so I just think it's really, really, it's a very important phase for them to, to lean into. And it goes by really, really fast. And I know when I talk to younger parents, because uh, I have a college freshman and a high school sophomore, I'll just look at them and I, I sound like you know some senior citizen. It goes fast. It goes fast. It goes fast. <laughs> so I just want to say that. And I know that, the, you know, the old adage, the days are long, but the years are fast. But it but does go fast. they pick up speed, don't they? I mean, I feel like as a leader of high schoolers, I've been around high schoolers enough to feel like when I was in high school, those four years felt like an eternity to me um, in the high school phase. And yet as an adult, when I would lead groups of high schoolers, man, it went by so fast. I think the years must stretch out. Somehow time is a tricky thing. They feel longer in the beginning, and then it just seems like it picks up pace. 
It does. And so what you have to do as a parent is you have to be more intentional. Mm -hmm. You have to really be intentional about seizing opportunities, creating moments, leveraging conversations. And if not, what will happen is that it seems like there's three weeks between January 1st and the 4th of July and three weeks between 4th of July and Christmas. And it just kind of goes like that. Wow. So however you can be intentional to create moments, opportunities. And the other challenge too, Kristen, is for parents, this is also a prime earning year for them. Mm-hmm. So that might mean they're traveling a lot. That may mean there are a lot of demands at work. Right. So for a parent that wants to be well-intentioned, now they've, they've got a limited amount of time to leverage. So not only do the years go fast, the time that you actually have is limited, and that makes it go even faster. And so, again, not a criticism, it's just the, the way of the world. Now, Jeff, I know you, and I know that that was probably especially true for you. You have you know, a church that you're growing and a number of great things you're involved in that you're doing on a regular basis. So I'm sure that the demands on your time were intense or many when your kids were this age, and yet you did something really unique, um, especially you were just talking about what you've done with your son, Cole. Right. What did that look like for you? How did you find those intentional moments when Cole was in that season? One of the things that you and Reggie Joyner have taught me is that we want to have other adult voices into to the, the lives of our kids. And so a friend of mine, David Salyers, uh, had this idea. He said, I want to create a tribe of dads that will uh, and that will go with my son and have their sons go through a journey as we journey into the teenage years. And he went to a bar mitzvah and just said, it was the most emotional, powerful, amazing thing I've ever experienced. And he drove away thinking, I've not thought one moment about doing this for my son, Nick. And he said, I'm going to do it. So, but David looked around and didn't really see anything that he thought, ah, I think I could, that's what I'm going to do. So he just basically made it up. And he called me and said, hey, I'm doing this thing called Champions. And eventually we called it Champion Tribes. And would you come and speak? to this at our basement. So he had um, about 15 sessions, different speakers, different memories, different moments that they did. And then at the end, they had a blessing ceremony. And David would, would say a blessing over Nick, and Nick would tell, here's what I learned in this year with my dad. And so they did this, and it was amazing and powerful. And when I saw this, I said, hey, can I do this with Cole when he gets to be 12 and your youngest son, Daniel, gets to be 12? So we did that, went on a year-long journey, and we learned about confidence and humility and uh, how to be financially free and all this kind of stuff. No, even a young back up for just a minute and start, because yeah. I want to know, practically speaking, how did you even start a group like that? How many That's dads are in it? Who's, all, who's a part of it? How do you get something like that kind of going in your life? Well, we wanted between about five to seven dads, and if in the in the sons could range between eleven to fourteen, a little bit younger than eleven is probably too young. Um, you could probably do fifteen. I mean, you could do a little bit older, but we feel like eleven to fourteen is the good great age. Specifically, if when someone turns twelve and go, okay, you're about to go on a journey between now mm-hmm. and the, you're about to get a teen to your name or to your age. Wow! Uh, in in about twelve months. That's great. So David said, "Hey, I'm going to get three guys, can you get three guys and let's start this together? So I just called a couple of friends of mine that Cole had played baseball with. And uh, I said, hey, we're doing this thing. Would you want to do it? Absolutely. And there was just this, I want to do something like this. And that's what I hear consistently, but I didn't know what to do. 
David called a couple of guys, dads that Nick's, uh, that Daniel, I'm sorry, was on swim team with. Okay. And so it's kind of this natural, who are you doing life with, uh, whether it's a community, neighborhood, sports league, church, whatever it may be. And so we just played just a couple of calls and they said, absolutely. Now, what were you inviting them to when you made that ask? Mm-hmm. How do you explain it to, to somebody? Well... These guys, I think, trusted David and me a little bit, even though David and I were making this up, Kristen. So just (laughs) maybe we'll edit that part out. But um, we just said, hey, this is a rite of passage journey. And we want to teach our sons how to be a champion in life. And we teach our kids how to be champions in sports and music and Mm -hmm. academics, which is fantastic. I'm all supportive of that. But we want to talk big picture issues. And so this is going to be a journey that's going to create some conversations that create moments and environments for conversations to, to happen that are going to be really, really important. And uh, so we'll we'll make it up. We're going to go through. We're, here's some lessons we're going to go through. We're going to bring some outside speakers in. We're going to go on a, a few field trips together. And, and then ultimately, though, we're going to have a blessing ceremony where all of our families are gathered together, and you're going to read a blessing of belief over your son. And, and so we, and then I think this was the thing that really resonated with them. We said, here's the problem we're trying to solve. If a young man uh, and a young woman, let's just say, say with boys for a second, if he grows up and he doesn't receive his father's affirmation or belief, mm-hmm. he'll grow up and often grow looking for it in all of the wrong places. Mm. And so we believe there needs to be a moment in time where a young man can look back and go, you know, on that Friday night uh, in pizza with a bunch of families around, my dad read a letter and basically said, you've got a daring destination, but I believe you can do it. Uh, you have my blessing. In that moment, Kristen, what I think happens is a young man can start living from their father's affirmation instead of for their affirmation. And it just creates a grounding and a centering in our lives. And one of the reasons that David and I were very passionate about this is we got that from our own dads. Now, they, we didn't go through this. We didn't necessarily you know, have this kind of champion tribes thing. But there's, there was just a centering that I had that when my dad was, would constantly tell me, you can do this. I believe in you. And that, that was just a centering, a grounding, and a foundation. And so we just felt like, you know, it, we feel like you can improve the world one father and son at a time if this will happen. Absolutely. I love everything about this story because it's so substantiated as we've done phase research and looked out there. I feel like every counselor, every family therapist would come back to that and kind of get behind exactly what you're saying, that there is something that can happen in a moment in time um, when a child knows that they're believed in, they're respected, they're trusted, that there is this blessing moment, especially in those years. So this is such an incredible kind of proof of that journey, um, as you've seen in a number of relationships. Now, have you seen this too? What would you say to a parent who, you know, maybe there's not an active father in the picture um, how could they still kind of set up or create this moment for a son who might be looking for it? Yeah, that's such a great question. So we had some test groups to test this out. And you're a launcher and innovator, so you know how you test a product. And so we had a test group in South Carolina. And there was a group of guys in an office that were doing this. And so there was a single mom that came up to one of them and said, hey, you know our story. You know um, my husband left and I'm a single mom. But I want my son to experience something like y'all are doing. 
So she said to this guy in the office, would you go through this, obviously not as his dad, but as a mentor? Hmm. So they created a mentor-mentee program in, for this. And so we have this contract that the sons and fathers sign. It's actually, we have a wax uh, wax candle we provide. They drip wax on the contract. We have a seal, and they seal it, and they sign it like an old school kind of thing. Um, we did this when we did went through it. In fact, I think that was the only time I've ever done a wax contract. <laughs> But it was really cool. You know, you Cole stamped it, made it all the official. Basically, the contract said, I am committing to go through this all the way to the blessing ceremony. Well, they just got the contract, and they just scratched out mentor, mentee, mentor, mentee. And Kristen, it was so phenomenal. We didn't, we didn't even think through that idea necessarily. And so now we're working through this whole mentor, mentee. So if there's a single parent out there, let's say a single mom, just like she was in this situation, you can find a mentor or, or ask a mentor to go through this, and we can, we're going to work through all of that to make sure that the mentor mentee. So I say all that to say there's now a whole other world out there of mentors that could, could impact uh, young men that do not have a dad at home. And so we're, we're very, very excited about that opportunity. But as you well know, you stumble across these ideas as you kind of just try them out. Right. Now, so you keep kind of mentioning that you have this thing or you have that thing or you have right. this or that. Now, you've actually kind of put this together after your experience in the tribe into a product or a resource that other people can get into. Tell right. us just a little bit about that. Well, the great thing, Kristen, is we, David and I have asked ourselves, if we, what would we do if, if, we, if we, we did this over? What would we need? And mm. so we're a little jealous of all the parents that will go through this because <laughs> we look at each other and go, this would have been so much simpler if we had had this when we were going through it. But so we had to make up this stuff. Like David ordered a sword. And uh, I mean, really find a sword. The, I mean, this was, I mean, I'll show you a picture afterwards. It's like the William Wallace Braveheart sword. And when we gave this to the boys, I'm thinking, please, nobody, you know, hurt each other. Okay, so nobody, you know, chopped anything off or anything. So, but, I mean, he had to go find a sword, had to go find rings. We're sourcing all this stuff out. And so later, you know, we said, we should source all this for dads and just give it to them in a product. So there's a, there's a Champion Tribes treasure kit that they get. And basically, they give it to the sons. And then along the way, they give gifts that reinforce the lesson. They get a ring. And the, the, the lesson of the ring is champions wear a ring. So when a young man's out and he's out and his friends want him to do something, he, we want him to go, well, this isn't what a champion will do. Wow. A champion wears a ring. I got my ring. I've got my champion tribe's ring on. Mm. This isn't what a champion does. So we want to reinforce the lesson they learned and put it on their finger so that when they're being tempted or, hey, you ought to do this, I want them to look at this ring and go, well, you know, as a champion tribes and champions wear the ring, I'm a champion. I don't think this is what a champion does. So there are products like that. There's a gold medal that they get at the end and uh, that has two swords in it. These swords actually open up the letters that their dad read, the dad reads and the son reads at the blessing ceremony, and then they put the sword in the gold medal to make the gold medal, and it clicks together. Um, they get a journal. There's all of these the, uh, products that reinforce the lessons of humility, accountability, perseverance, significance, ownership. And then along that, we have um, the other thing we had to do is we had to make it up. Who's doing the lesson this yeah. night? And we thought, you know... How cool would it be if we could create a digital platform so that if a dad is traveling out of town and we've got champion tribes, you know, it's Thursday and now he's got champion tribes on Friday and he goes, oh, I don't know what to do. That's okay. Just go to the champion tribes app, just hit play and it'll all go on the digital platform and you just follow along and we'll do it all for you. Now, if a dad goes, oh, I can do much better than what you guys have done. That's great. Build on it. 
But for the busy dad that goes, I don't really know what to do, but I want to do it, we have done it for you. So we want the busy dad to go to look at Champion Tribes, the product and the digital platform, and say this, oh, I can do that. I've got a phone. I've got a mobile device. I've got, a, I've got technology. I can do that. And so we really want to make it really, really, really easy for them. And what parent wouldn't say, yeah, I'm a busy parent. I mean, <laughs> right, right. back to that illustration that you gave earlier, these are the busy years. There's so much going on. Um, so, I mean, I'm already thinking ahead as a mom. I've already told Matt that's going to be his birthday present with the year that Sawyer turns 12. <laughs> so um, he already knows it's coming. But it's something that we could kind of get involved in as a family. You know, as a mom, I'm excited to be able to support something like that to go, hey, here's something that's already done and it's it's easy. It's scripted for you. Um, all you have to do is I'll watch the other kids and, and you go do this. Um, but so thank you so much for creating that. And you said you're open to us even giving one of these boxes away to one of our listeners as a thank you for being a listener and and joining us in this journey, right? Well, Parent Q, and, and you've been a big fan of this. So yeah, we would love to do that. And all they need to do is just email me. So what we're going to do, if, if, if this will work, um, email me at jeff at championtribes.com, championtribes.com, J-E-F-F. And I'm going to pick one. So just put Parent Q in the subject line, and we're going to pick one. And then we'll also provide some additional information for you in terms of how you can start your tribe. And I'm very, very passionate about this. So I want to help. If you've got, how do I find a tribe? How do I do this? Where do I go? What do I do? Um, Or sometimes I've gotten wives saying, how do I get my husband's interested in this? (laughs) So whatever questions you have, I want to help answer. Because first of all, I've experienced this. I see the power of it. And my son has enjoyed this, and he's cheering this on. So my son uh, is a high school sophomore now, and so he's cheering. He goes, Dad, this is going to work. Dad, this is going to work. And uh, so, okay, you think so, buddy? So just email me at che- jeff at championtribes.com. We're going to pick one winner. We're going to send you the box. And when you, what the product includes, Kristen, is not just the box, but obviously a, the access code that you'll go to the, the app. You'll just type in the password that you create and then all of the content that will come with you. And there's three sections of the content. There's the dad track that helps coach the dads. There's the actual content of the sessions. And then there's a session for the boys. And it just reinforces the lessons that they learn by some stories and some other uh, things as well. So we'll send that to you. And then, but even if you don't win, still email me and help. I'll help you out any way I can. That sounds great. Now, I just want to ask you one more thing about the name itself. You talked about helping them be a champion at life, um, but then you've also been intentional with the word tribe, and you keep saying tribe, and I love that because we talk about tribes and the value of tribes all the time, but it's also kind of a weird word. Right, um, so right. I mean, when you mean when you talk about tribes, what what is a tribe? Well, we think this isn't, we're not coming up with a new idea. We think that you have, um, you've had neighborhoods, you've had communities that have helped reinforced lessons and helped families along the way. We think that's the power of the local church. We think that's the power of a local neighborhood when you're actually doing life with one another. So the question we'll get from time to time as we've been trying to launch this is, could I do this just with my son one-on-one? And we said, well, sure, but you're going to lose the influence of other dads speaking into your son's life, and you're going to lose the, the tribal aspect, the tribal learning aspect of the boys learning together and having fun. And when you get together, there's just more energy in the room. Mm. And so the, the thing that we experienced, Kristen, is so, for example, Jeremy was one of the dads when I went through it with Cole. Well, Jeremy would say, hey, Cole, I know your dad believes in you, but I just want to let you know I believe in you too. 
well, oh my goodness, that's such a gift wow. to me as a dad. Wow. Um, and the boys would influence each other as well. Then they start following each other on social media, and they are influencing each other still to this day. Wow. And uh, I mentioned to you earlier, Cole said, hey, when are we going to have a champion's reunion? So this whole tribal aspect of, of community, and I want, um, I want Cole to go, I want to be like Mr. Jeremy. I want to be like Mr. David. Well, that doesn't happen if I'm not you know, intentional about creating them and surrounding them. But here's the thing, especially for the wives that are listening, that that I won't necessarily say to the dads. And if dads are listening, <laughs> you can just hit mute. What happens in this is, yes, the boys benefit, the boys benefit, the boys benefit. The dads do too. Mm-hmm. There are lessons that we're going to be sharing with the boys that the dads need to hear as well. What you view online shapes you offline. That's a message that uh, a 13-year-old, a 33-year-old, and a 53-year-old mm-hmm. needs. So one of the things David and I experienced is we would occasionally, we would have an outside speaker come in or something that somebody would say to each other. We would just look at each other and then we'd go, I hope the boys are getting something out of this, but I'm getting a lot <laughs> out of this tonight. So the men grow as well. And you lose that if it's just one-on-one. And isn't that the danger of parenting anyway? I mean, I find so often I'm trying to teach my kids a lesson and then I'm thinking on the back end, I kind of hate that I'm teaching them this lesson because it means I got to learn it in my own life again as well. <laughs> That's right. Um, or if your kids are sassy like mine, they'll come back and remind you of the thing that you taught them on the day that you're maybe not doing such a great job about it. <laughs> Um, so Your kids do that too? Yeah, okay, that's, all right, the, yeah. that's how parenting goes. It's so often the things that we want to be true in our kids' life, we end up having to relearn again um, in our own adult lives. When you experience that when you're around other parents, it's the, it's the me too moments. Right. Oh, me too. My kids do that as well. Or, yeah, I struggle. or I'm worried about that as well. So that the power of the tribe, and I learned this so well from y'all, just the power of small groups. Kids learn better in small groups than just one-on-one. And we um, talk about this all the time. Our friends out at Fuller, they would talk about the five, um, the number five, that every kid needs five adults in their life that would stand behind them and go, I know you, I believe in you, I'm here for you anytime, you know, that you just need to reach out with a text or reach out with a call. So what better way to give them those five adults than to create some meaningful experiences that you shared together? Absolutely. The only frustrating about that is when my kids would say something that one of those adult voices would say, oh, it's brilliant, Dan. I said, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. I've been saying that for like eight years now, but, but but since Jeremy said it, okay, it's 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 brilliant. But but that that's true. That other adult voice, it's just there's a power to it. There's a difference to it, and that's again the, the power of tribes. And that's something that even if you're not parenting um, a young man who's in the you know 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 year range, uh, we can even kind of apply that today. So. When I start listening to this conversation, immediately as a mom, I start thinking, you know, who are those people? Who are the other parents that I like, um, that I'd want to hang out with some more, um, but that I would also choose intentionally to surround my kids with? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what would you say is the go and do? I mean, if you were to lean into a parent and say, here's something that you could do today, uh, what does that look like? Well, specifically, uh, if we, I think this applies at any age, but... You know, the challenge with parenting is clean up your room, um, you know, do your homework, um, all of that. And, and so we can become order uh, deliverers, and, and, and that's good. But I, I want to make sure as a parent that in the clean up your room, have you done your homework? I'm still saying I believe in you, and, and I'm looking for ways to encourage them on the things that they have done. And I heard this statement one time that in relationships, for every one comment of encouragement, there's seven comments of criticism. 
And so there's a seven to one ratio. So no wonder there's so much dysfunction relationally. But that's very, in any relationship, whether it's boss or spouse, but I think parenting, it, it just is even more problematic. So as a parent, I would encourage you to ramp up the encouragement meter. Mm-hmm. And whether, either whether that's with a note, a handwritten note, or something that you see with your kids that you can point out how you're, you're really good at that. I think you should pay attention to that. And one of the things I've, I've told our kids is that if you want to discover God's will for your life, understand the thumbprints of God. God's thumbprints on you are clues about his plans for you. So whenever I see my kids do something, I go, oop, Cole, Cole launched a podcast the other day, okay? <laughs> so it was kind of crazy, all right, but he launched a podcast and he started getting all these follows online, which both Winnie and I are encouraged and concerned about. But anyway, but he did all this by himself and I said, I paused and I said, all right, buddy, I think that's a thumbprint. The fact that you know how to do a podcast and the fact that you put it online through SoundCloud and that you're getting followers on this Instagram account, I think that's a thumbprint that you know how to do that. So pay attention to that. So as parents, pay attention and let, I think you're, one of your roles is to, to reveal the thumbprints as you see them in your son or daughter's life. So that's what I would do and be as much encouragement the encouragement officer, if you will, as the police officer around the home. And then around this age, at some point, um, even with an eight-year-old, I would be thinking, all right, this is going to happen pretty soon in just three years, you know, if you want to go 11 or four or 12, who are some dads? Mm -hmm. Who are some moms that I would, you know, we all move and go to different Mm -hmm. places, all that. But I still think if you'd made a mental note of when I do a tribe rite of passage journey, I would love to go through it with that person and that person. I don't think you can start that too soon. That is so great. It's so practical. Thank you for joining us, for being here today to talk about this important topic with parents. We'll see you soon. Yeah, Jeff at ChampionTribes.com. We're picking one winner, so looking forward to seeing it. I'll let you know who that is. What a great conversation with Jeff Henderson and the whole idea of this champions tribe thing. That I, I just I love that idea. Kristen, tell us a little bit about why that is so important to us. I mean, we talk about this all the time, the importance of tribes over time and how when you give your kid a place where they um, connect over time, it gives them a sense of belonging and that belonging really anchors us. And there's no time in life where that matters more than right here in this phase, in the middle school years, um, kids really need to get a sense of self from belonging. Yeah. And so I love his challenge to us to really begin to identify who are the other adults and mm. peers that you want to surround your kid with in this phase and be a little bit more intentional, yeah. dial in that intentionality to create a tribe. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, it is vital uh, to our sons when they do that. So as you're listening to this podcast, and if this is something that is resonating inside of you, you guys can join the Champion Tribes and see how that is going to be really beneficial um, to your engagement with your son. So here's something really cool. Something that Jeff is going to do is he's going to pick one of you guys, one of you listeners, to give one of these Champion Tribes kits to. And so this is how you're going to this is how you're going to get chosen. You're just going to email Jeff. We're just, just straight up going to give you his email address. And you can email him anything you want. Anything you want. He, there wasn't like a there wasn't like something you needed to email him. Just yeah. it can be a picture of you with your laser shots. Yeah. <laughs> or a picture of you at the at the end at of the your safety patrol. safety patrol thing. If you're if you're tall or short, whatever it may be, <laughs> send an email to Jeff Anderson. And th- this is this is the email: Jeff at 
championtribes.com. So let's litter Jeff's inbox with pictures of yourself from middle school or whatever it may be. And what Jeff is going to do is just pick one of you guys and select you to give you a Champion Tribes kit. And so, um, yeah, what a great, sweet, sweet gift for you guys. So listen, guys, that's it. Thanks for hanging out with us today on Parent Q Live. We've got so much more fun stuff coming in future episodes. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes, give us five stars as a rating, and engage with us on our Facebook page, Instagram page, and we will talk to you soon on the next Parent Q Live. Mm-hmm.